Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. All right, we are now joined by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Well, Kevin has the the glow, if you will, from the victory over Kentucky. Have you uh, celebrated and now moved on to uh, Mississippi State? Uh, you know, I think any time you beat Kentucky in basketball, and you know, this isn't one of Kentucky's better teams, but they're, you know, it's it's a got a great chance of being a tournament team. Um, you know, I think any fan base in the SEC probably has a little extra glow and a little extra, you know, celebration. Uh, you know, it's the yeah, standard. Kentucky's the standard in the SEC, even when it's not the best team. Obviously, that's Alabama right now. Um, and then Arkansas was playing for a lot. Both teams had needed that second quad one win, and it even means more for Arkansas because it was on the road. And we saw even Lenardi had Arkansas and Kentucky side-by-side side the last two teams to receive buys going into that Tuesday game. So you're firmly on the bubble going in, and you pick up that win combined with some other things that were going on with other teams in the last couple of days, and he's now projecting Arkansas as an eight seed. So it was a three-seed jump. Uh, just based on the strength of that and, and in terms of what Arkansas could control that win. Um, and so Arkansas is obviously moving in the right direction. I mean, you know, we're talking about five consecutive SEC wins, um, and, and you put the, you put back-to-back uh, road wins on your resume after, you know, going starting 0-5 on the road. And now all of a sudden Arkansas can control its own destiny in terms of not only being off the bubble, but where they were projected when they were ranked in the top ten as a three or four seed, there is a foreseeable path. It's going to be hard, and it may not be the most likely outcome, but there's a foreseeable path for Arkansas to actually win its way into a similar position. Uh, there's still enough games. There's still enough quad one win opportunities. And then all you have to do is look back at the previous two years, and there's less of a uncertainty about can this program do it because they've done it in previous, the back, back-to-back seasons the previous two years on their way to bigger and better things, which were was the two Elite Eights, and both of those teams finished ranked in the national top ten. So I say all of that to say, if for no other reason, if you beat Kentucky, it's always a good thing. Uh, but right now I think it's even more so for Arkansas because it's been that their best win so far on the resume despite the fact that Kentucky's still a bowl team. Yeah, but beating Kentucky is a big, big deal. And uh, and the thing it does, Kevin, and we talked earlier in the week about just beating South Carolina on the road might have made them feel like they can win any road game. Now, even the three road games, which appear to be even more difficult than Kentucky, you don't dismiss the chance they could win any or all of those uh, because of what we've seen happen in February's and past. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm alluding to, it, you know, Let's not forget, they, they really seemed a little bit confused against South Carolina in that second half. They, the, the defense let down. They kept shooting threes again, and you felt like, oh, boy, you know, here, here's, here, this looked like what happened at LSU. And they played better on the road against better teams like Missouri and Baylor and came up just short. And then they completely, the second half was, I think it was their most complete game of the season, but it's, that second half especially shooting 72%. 
Uh, it was the way they won that game. So I think that helps, you know, firm up the point you're making is now look at the what, what kind of confidence level can this team be at right now because they've got the five straight league wins, but the way they did, they handled Kentucky, I think probably gives them the confidence and belief that they can win any of these games. And, I, I you know, Tennessee no longer looks as tough as it did. Um, you know, they, they just lost. Uh, now, that wasn't to Vanderbilt. That was on the road, but they've lost at home to Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're beatable. That's one of Arkansas's quad one road games coming up in these last three road games. Texas A&M will be another quad one opportunity. It won't. None of those will be easy. Alabama. But I'm telling you, I don't think any of these things, especially we'll see what happens with Nick Smith Jr., but I think he adds even more uh, to what Arkansas can do at, uh, at both ends of the court. And so, yeah, I, I think Arkansas could end up having the kind of year it's had the previous two years. Maybe, maybe better. But don't look past Saturday because Arkansas's overall record is only one game better than Mississippi State, and they've won four straight games. So uh, this is no picnic tomorrow. No, this is one of the – this is a top five defense when you look at all the numbers. Um, and it, so it's a it, – it, but not a very good offensive team. Uh, not a good shooting team, not from two, not from three, not from the free throw line. They do hit the offensive glass. That seems like a theme now. The last three opponents were really good on the offensive glass. Here comes another one. But Arkansas has diffused that, even though it's lo- it's kind of been lopsided in the differentials on the offensive rebounds. When you look at the points that come off of that, it's been very narrow, whereas Arkansas's turned, you know, dominated fast break, uh, scoring off of turnovers, um, and points in the painting against Kentucky. And so Arkansas's become a better three-point shooting team, but look what they did at Kentucky. They kept their attempts down to nine. Made four of them, but it, the key there was keeping those numbers down and play to their strengths. So even though Mississippi State, you're right, you cannot overlook that team. This is a team that was once ranked in the top 15 this year. Like Arkansas had a really poor start to league play, lost first six of its first seven. But now on this four-game winning streak, by the way, that includes a home win over then top number 11 TCU in the Big 12 SEC Challenge, they dominated that game for the most part. So this is a team, because of the way Chris Jans really focuses on that stingy defense, uh, if you if, if you play into the, to that, and if Arkansas settles on shooting up a bunch of threes, this could be another really close game, a low-scoring game. And, it, and Arkansas has scored 80 points or more than two of their last three outings. When you count that A&M game last week, week before last, but I think with Mississippi State holding teams down in the 50s, you know, they may end up uh, dictating tempo, but I still give the, adv- the advantage to Arkansas because I think the, the personnel is better with the Razorbacks and they're playing at home. Okay, so Eric Musselman makes all the decisions, not you and not me and not Randy. I know that's shocking to figure that out, but he does. And But wouldn't you think that the way Walsh is playing, even with Nick Smith back, Walsh is still the number six guy, and Smith is seven at best. Would you agree with that? Well, I think initially we need to see. First of all, I do think Nick Smith Jr., what I was told, is probably going to be available and and make an appearance against Mississippi State. But let's see if that's true. If we remember the first time he, he played against Troy, Arkansas had already played six games. He only got six minutes. Those were in the first half. Yeah, uh, He didn't start, but he came off the bench. And that was it. And then he he was ramped up immediately the following game. And so for the next four games, 
he started and he was a major player in the rotation, starter, closer, everything until, you know, he went through what he did again with the knee and didn't finish the Oklahoma game, tried to go again against Bradley, played a half, and that was basically it. So to answer your question, I think we could see a similar kind of role for him maybe if he plays for the first time Saturday. But I'm, I, I really believe, guys, that, we're, that he, there should be a trajectory again for him uh, similar to the last one. And I don't think because of all the things he brings to the table, I, I, I don't believe that Arkansas doesn't get better because of that. And it will impact other guys' minutes. But right now, if you look at Ricky Council, Debo Davis, and Anthony Black, those are one, two, and three yeah. uh, in, in the conference in minutes played per game. Yeah, and I think you can shave some of that. Yeah. That's I think right. you can imp- affect some of the minutes that guys like Walsh and some of the frontliners get. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with, with getting Nick Smith Jr. back into a key role for this team because I think he adds so much, especially in offense, uh, where Arkansas is less predictable, much tougher to defend. He's a guy that gets the free throw line a lot. He shoots 84% at the line. There's just a lot of – I mean, as good as Arkansas played against Kentucky, I, they're not going to shoot 72% every half going forward. <laughs> no. And they put everything together on one night. But this is a team that still has some problem areas. Even though they're better at three-point shooting, they don't have that resolved, in my opinion. So I think he changes so many things. I don't think he's a sixth or seventh man once he gets past initial, you know, maybe first game or two where he's they're acclimating him. At some point, I think you see him – with as big a role as anybody. And I think Arkansas will be better as a, as a, 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 a result. All right, Kevin, hang on. we got to take a break. That's Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hawkville.net. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue. And with that, let's go right back to our phone lines and let's talk to Savage. Savage, good afternoon. What's going on, fellas? Are doing all right? What's up, buddy? How are you? Oh, doing good. You know, hey, Kevin, you know, on this schedule, I mean, we saw what Oklahoma did to Alabama and we saw what Vanity did to Tennessee. So there's not a, you know, a game we can't win on this schedule that's left. But do we got any other recruits coming in, you know, besides, I mean, we know we got Bayfall and the, the other signings that are coming in. But, you know, with Chris Beard getting fired, you know, there's a lot of recruits that are still out there that might flip. You, you got any news on that? Well, there's nothing to report or talk about right now with, with Ron Holland. If you're referring to him, that was the five-star, top five national five-star from the class of 2023 that Arkansas, you mentioned fall and blocker, but he was the guy that Arkansas was right up there in the till the end with in the early period and he ended up committing and signing with Texas. Uh, right. Texas is, you know, obviously going to hire a good coach. They're still having great success with their season despite what happened to them mid-season with a coaching controversy. Uh, so we'll see if, if there's any change in that family's thinking about what they want to do. But for now, while the seasons are still ongoing, while there's questions about who they might hire, they might hire the guy that, that's filled in, Terry. I mean, he's done a great job. So we'll see uh, uh, what, what happens with that. I mean, Hello, guys, can you hear me? Yeah, but I'm saying, Kevin, why would you give uh, uh, Terry – uh, a $700,000 raise. He's now up to $1.2 million for an interim coach. Why not just leave the situation as it is? To me, that that's almost offering false hope uh, to Rodney Terry that he's going to get the job long term. 
I'm I'm just having a really hard time. It's so faint. I could I could hear you, Randy, but I didn't hear everything you said. Okay. Did you? I, it sounded like you were saying that, that maybe they should just go ahead and retain Terry. Yeah, I mean, if if you're going to bump him up seven hundred thousand dollars in salary, he went from five hundred thousand to one right, just two, over a million. Right, one point two, one point two million dollars. Why yeah. would you pay him that kind of money if you if you're just going to pay him as an as an interim? That, that that's true, and I think continuity means a lot. Um, and it, that's a guy that even though he's relatively, well, he, he, it would be. A, a really, it would be a fast track for him to that level of. of but he, this is a guy that's had success everywhere he's been on the way there. Um, he's a really good coach. So yeah, I mean that's probably true. And so if, if the Holland family and other recruits are comfortable with him, there's probably not going to be a change. I think the one thing to keep an eye on in terms of Arkansas and recruiting is a class of 2024 stud, another five star out of Combine Academy in North Carolina, six eight Trenton Flowers. Uh, national top 25 guy, five-star. He's going to take an official visit. That's the plan right now, March 3rd to the 5th to Arkansas. I appreciate it, guys. That's the weekend Arkansas hosts Kentucky. Thank you, Savage. And this young man is um, considering reclassifying the 2023. That's a big deal. I've been talking to folks about it. In fact, uh, a couple of – I, I won't call them handlers, but people involved in his situation reached out to me to explain this. Arkansas doesn't typically have in visitors that are juniors uh, for official visits, and so this is why uh, if it plays out like expected. So that's that's the Kentucky game, the weekend of the Kentucky game. Uh, speaking of the Wildcats, when Arkansas returns the favor and hosts that home and away, the regular season finale on March 4th. So. Trenton Flowers is supposed to be in six eight six pushing six nine combo guard versatile guy. Uh, he's already visited North Carolina. Uh, he's visited Louisville. He's visited Creighton, and Arkansas is on his final five list. And as are the teams he's already visited. And then he's also going to visit Alabama, who was in on his final five list. And then he's going to add another one, Kansas, who was not on his final five list, but he's added them to his visit plan. So. We'll keep an eye on that, but here's a young man that's considering reclassing reclass to 2023. So Savage was asking outside of Blocker and, and Fall in that class who might be you know, a prospect from the high school ranks. Well, that's one I just named. Other than that, you know, I still think this team is really going to be more portal heavy. I, I believe that in terms of what, what the roster looks like next year with newcomers. I think it's going to be – Definitely portal heavy. So even if they were to get a Trenton Flowers or another high school player, I don't think Melsman's going to load up like he did last year with six from the high school ranks. Uh, I'm hoping that amongst that midst of players you're talking about, there is uh, Anthony Black Jr. out there. Can you can you get another Anthony? <laughs> another Black? one of those. Yeah. Well, the other thing, you know, it's interesting that you say that. I just did a story on a player that Arkansas just offered this week. He's one of these guys that hasn't been as much on the radar, but he's blowing up like Anthony Black did. And he mentioned Anthony Black. He said he's not real familiar with Arkansas. He's out in California. Arkansas just offered him. He had put out his top five schools, and then on one day, it was Arkansas, Kansas, and Indiana offered him. He recently had about two or three weeks ago. It was in January. He had a game where he had 51 points, 21 rebounds, seven assists, six steals, and five blocks in one game. 
and he's averaging 32 points and 14 rebounds, and he is with the Compton Magic in the spring and summer, which is one of the more famous grassroots programs, and they play on the Adidas 3SSB circuit. Well, they come down to Little Rock annually for the real deal on the rock. So he will be in Arkansas next month, and his name is Marcus Adams, Jr. He's 6'8". He's a versatile small forward wing, but you know, I did an interview with him, and he, he's already excited about Arkansas recruiting. So he said even though he had already put out a top-five list, that that's gonna, things are going to change, and he definitely has interest in Arkansas. And then he'll be in the state, like I said, just in late March for the real deal on the rock. Um, so that you know, we'll keep an eye on him as well. But he's also class of 2024. So there's not a lot left in 23. Like I said, if Trenton Flowers, he's that versatile big guard I just talked about, who's technically 2024, but re- considering a reclass of 23, and he's the one coming in for the official visit. But I wrote all about this in my recruiting uh, piece that I put out yesterday, Randy, that's on hogville.net. So anybody interested to read up on those guys and others, i got a lot more info in there. Uh, they can do so. Kevin, shouldn't we be hopeful that there will be more players returning from this team <laughs> than return from last year's team? I mean, that, that's another point when you start talking about more recruits is maybe several of these guys are going to be back next year. Do you think that's a possibility? I think it's a possibility that there'll be some. I mean, Arkansas pretty much turned the whole thing over, but in truth, Devo Davis and Kamani Johnson, who have been a big part of what this team yeah. has done this year, yeah. they came back. And so yeah. uh, do I think Arkansas is going to have that kind of turnover every year? I don't think they will, but I never put anything past Eric Musselman. Uh, but i got to think he's going to put it, he's going to have a little bit more attention to retention this time. I, I think – because of the injury situation, I think because of the, the just the challenges to put everything almost brand new like that. Even though he's done a great job every year, no matter how many he brings in new, I still think that he might lean a little bit to more retention this time, Rick. So you might be right about that. I'm just not sure exactly who yet. Well, he seems to always be able to push the right buttons, and I'm sure one of the things that he's going to try to correct between now and next year is bring in more true scorers guys that can really score and not have these down periods or struggles scoring offensively all right kevin have a great weekend we will talk with you on tuesday thank you